Welcome to It's Not a Crisis. I am your host, Doran Wallach. I'm an entrepreneur, a mother of two, a wife, and a 40-something trying to figure out what is happening in this decade. Why is no one talking about it? I created this podcast to help women in their late 30s and 40s to figure out what is going on in our mind, body, soul, and life. We may laugh, we may cry, we may get frustrated, but most importantly, my goal is to make this next chapter of life positive. I'm also full of my own questions and I'm here to go on this journey with you. So let's do it together. Welcome everybody. So who really knows who they are? I mean, really, I, I think that this is the first time in my life my 40s where I'm I'm trying to figure that out. And uh, part of that comes with the confidence of being our age, all of a sudden being like, screw this. I think it comes in the way of our beliefs, our, our hobbies, what we want to wear. I, I know that sounds dumb, but my style has evolved. And yet, I'm still not quite sure who I am. And maybe that's something that we never figure out. But having been married for almost 18 years and having a 13 and a 10-year-old child, so being a mom for 13 and a half years and a wife and partner for 22 years, you really do lose yourself a little bit. I actually joke sometimes that I have evolved into my husband. Like Our kids are like, you guys are so similar. And I'm like, no, we're not. We just became the same person at some point and we had the same mannerisms and, um, you know, do things the same. So today's topic is really helping women identify who they are outside the roles that they play and, and trying to figure out how to get to that point where we can start to figure out who we are and where we lost ourselves. So I'm, I'm very excited today for my guest, Veronica Cisneros. She is a licensed marriage and family therapist, motivational speaker, and queen hostess of the Empowered and Unapologetic podcast. Through her podcast, Veronica helps women answer the question, how did I lose me? She lovingly calls out insecurities and doubts and teaches women to challenge them for what they are, a mythical assault to their true femininity. I love people who call people out. I, that's my new thing in life is that like if you're not around people that are calling you out in a gentle way on your shit, then you're around the wrong people. And I, I include therapists in that. When it comes to stepping outside of your comfort zone, Veronica is your best bet. Yet she ensures that by stepping out, women are able to experience true transformational change, uncovering the inner goddess, and let's be honest, badass. They've, oh, sorry, <laughs> badass they've always been. Veronica helps women truly become empowered and unapologetic through unique challenges and personalized coaching. It comes as no surprise then that Veronica is also the owner, aka Queen Hustler, of Empowered and Unapologetic, a hardcore girl gang of women aggressively supporting each other on Facebook. Her focus is to continue to expand this community filled with authentic women who know their worth and who are unapologetic about putting themselves first. Yes, Veronica's true aspiration is to help multitudes of women learn how to let go of a perfectionism. I mean, I don't know anything about perfectionism. Uh, and instead face their emotional wounds and insecurities. So Veronica, I'm very, very happy to have you here. This is very needed. So welcome to It's Not a Crisis. Girl, I'm so excited to be here. So, so super excited to be here. As you were, as you were giving me that introduction, you were sharing about, you know, your life and 
just where you've been. And yeah, we all definitely question like, okay, for real, like, who am I? You know, what happens after these kids leave my house? You know, and it's going to be, you know, my husband and I, and although it's great, I we've been married for 21 years, but it's, it, you start to question like, ah, I'm not going to be needed as much. It's a little scary because I've said this to my husband and I'm totally honest. I'm like, it scares me a little. Well, first of all, I told him when the kids go to college, I'm moving to California. And uh, he's like, what about me? And I was like, you you can come or you can commute. I was like, but I'm moving to California. He's like, well, what if I can't move? I was like, you'll come on weekends. We'll figure it out. We'll figure it out. We'll figure it out. (laughs) Because that's when my life is going to start. uh, I'd love you to be a part of it, but that's what I'm doing. But truly, I think that we do especially in those younger years as being parents, really lose ourselves. But I think that in our marriage, you really don't even remember who you were before that if you've been married a long time. And and, yeah. and the, the, the biggest challenge, which we're going to cover today, is growing together because we have a lot more years that are going to be alone together. And like I said, what I might want to do when the kids go to college may be different than my husband. And I love my husband and want to be with him for the rest of my life. But at the same time, I might have some different goals of where I want this next chapter to go. So I appreciate that you said that because every five years, so you think about the first five years of marriage, we change, we evolve. You know, my husband's not the same person he was. I'm not the same person I was. My interests, my hobbies, you know, the, like you said, the way we dress, all of that starts to change. You know, I've been married 21 years going on 22. Holy moly. Wow. You're, you're, you got married young. Yes. I got married young. You got married really young. Yeah. And so much about us changes. And what usually happens, especially, especially nowadays is a lot of couples just kind of think that time's going to heal everything. Like, it's fine. Like, okay, yeah, we're roommates. We're in a little bit of rut. No biggie. You know, we're just going to just keep pushing through. That's great, but that doesn't necessarily work. Where you end up is in a therapy, you know, a, a therapy session with one person out and one person in trying to fight for your marriage. And so my goal is to prevent that. You know, if we can catch catch some signs or maybe even have a better understanding of what exactly is happening in our marriage, what exactly is happening to us as women. I agree. There's so much that we give to our kids, so much that we give to our husband. We lose ourselves in all of it, trying to meet this status quo, this, what we believe is, you know, the, the perfect wife and the perfect mom losing ourselves, feeling resentful, feeling angry, and not even truly understanding it. And also never feeling, I, I mean, I, I'm not sure about, this is something I need to work on on my own, but I go to bed every night as a mom feeling like a failure. I think it's yeah. one thing in my life that I've felt like a failure every single day. I just, uh, I told one of my kids, I told my oldest that the other day. I said, I go to bed, or maybe it was my son. Um, I said, I go to bed every night feeling like I'm a failure as a mom. And he's like, you're such a good mom, mommy. And I was like, yeah. oh, that's nice. I guess you don't hear that often, but we are perfectionists and we are a generation of perfectionists that have a lot of pressure to kind of fill every little niche and um, do it perfectly. So I agree, especially when we we lose our shit. Yes. You know, we try to keep it all together. We try to keep it cool, calm and collected. And then you know, our kids might not be on the same page. They might be frustrated, overwhelmed, and we're trying to tend to their needs and they're not letting us, 
yeah. you know, we're trying to provide them with answers and then filling that, that grudge, filling that, that, that wedge, I should say. And then at the end of the night, lying in bed thinking how I could have handled that differently. Damn, the whole day passed by and not once did I really connect with my kid. I was so busy with all of the tasks. Not once did I, I, I share a laugh with my kid. Not once did I you know, even share a moment with my husband. Matter of fact, I don't even remember kissing him and there he is snoring and the day's gone. And yeah, we're, uh, most of us, most of us suffer silently. Nobody even knows, you know, that we're lying awake thinking about the 50,000 things we could have done differently versus, wait a minute, you know, like your son said, you are a good mom. Like we put too much weight on ourselves to be the perfect mom. Right. And there are nights where, especially in this pandemic, like last night, my husband came to bed and I was like, I don't want to talk. Like, mm -hmm. I just literally don't want to talk. It was like one of those days. And, you know, I felt badly this morning. I, I did. But I, he, he's very sensitive and I, and I wanted him to understand. I, I do need to talk to him about this later. Just It, it was about me. Like, I, I was just done. Like, I didn't want to talk to anybody. I just wanted to get lost in what I was watching or doing. And, you know, I don't know if that's some, a, that's a harder thing for a man to understand or that's just a particular personality trait in some people. So, th so that's the thing. They have no clue what's going on. They have yeah. no clue. So they, they end up shutting down. Most men shut down because they don't know how to deal. I shouldn't say all, but a good amount. I work with a lot of men in my private practice. A good amount of men have no clue how to process their emotions. And mm -hmm. so what they do is they shut down. And so you'll find yourself in an argument with your husband where he and like shortly after is, you know, freaking humming and singing to the birds and everything's fine or sleeping or sleeping. And it's like, <laughs> how in the hell are you like so cool? And right now I'm ready to drop kick the shit out of you. Like how the hell did this happen? <laughs> so I'm like losing my mind. And women shut down too. We end up going into, like you said, vegging out, trying to just like compartmentalize or like figure out what the hell is this and how am I going to resolve it? Cause I need to resolve it now. That's a common mistake we make. We don't communicate with them. We don't let them know, Hey, you know what? I'm, I'm, I'm trying to figure this out right now. It's not for you to fix. This has matter of fact, nothing to do with you. It's just something that I'm dealing with. And for right now, I just need, you know, maybe the night and you and I are going to discuss it tomorrow. That does so much for the relationship, being able to have that communication. But that also requires a great amount of vulnerability. And when us mamas are at our wits end, or we're just so just our plates, we're spinning so many damn plates. Usually that's the last place we'll go because we don't want one more thing. We can't we can't fathom one more thing on and our And it's plate. a grown adult that can take care of themselves. Yeah. You know. Yeah. Right. But sometimes, sometimes we can't. Sometimes it's okay that we don't have it all together. It's okay that we don't have the answers. But I think that's, that's what we need to learn ourselves is like, just because we're in this state where we're feeling overwhelmed, we're feeling uncertain that doesn't mean that the whole world is going to fall. That doesn't mean that our kids or our husband, you know, aren't going to be able to handle it themselves. And right now, I, I mean, every single one of my friends is losing it. There's something about this one year mark. I think we're all, 
even though things are looking up a little bit, I really think that everybody is really losing it at this moment, including myself. I think it's the lack of socialization. I think it's it's a lot of things. I think it's obviously, I you know, I live in New York. It's the weather. You know, when it gets warmer and we can see more people outside, I'm sure that will be helpful. I want to go back a little bit. Let's just start with what are ways that you help women identify who they are outside of the roles that they play. If you're starting with somebody who's who comes to you and says, I don't know who the hell I am anymore, and I, and I don't even know where to begin to try to figure that out, what is the advice that you usually give to women? So the first thing I'll ask them is, what are you unhappy with? What would you say is your biggest issue? And most of the time I met with, why well, I don't, I don't know. I'm just I can't seem to balance my day. I'm going to bed frustrated. I feel overwhelmed all the time. Okay, so break it down for me. What does life look like in your shoes? Who's in charge of the household chores? Who's in charge of, you know, the kids, the finances? Who's in charge of downtime? Like what does downtime look like? in your household. And it's like, well, you know, my kids are in charge of when I, when I get rest and usually I don't. Okay. So you're going throughout your day, your day trying to complete all of these tasks. Is that correct? Yes. All right, cool. So what would it look like if you woke up with the day of no tasks? Oh, that would be so amazing. Awesome. Well, who would do it? Oh, well, hell no. I can't have my husband do it. I can't have my kids do it. Ah, there's the resistance. You're the only one that can complete these tasks. It's a lot of control. Hell yeah, it's a lot of control. Issues, yeah. Absolutely. Which which I think a lot of moms have because we- Well, yes. Yeah. Of course. And so it's helping them see the things that they want to let go, but homegirl will fight me tooth and nail if I try to take it away from her. Helping her identify some of the unhealthy patterns. Can you give me an example? Like what's, if you're a client, yeah. So, So the biggest thing would be, what are you communicating with your husband? How are you essentially growing with him? Or how are you creating this wedge between the two of you? Well, he doesn't know. He has no clue all of the things that I do or all of the burden that I put on my, put on my plate. Well, why not? Well, because he's busy at work, because he also has things. Because the minute I even say anything, he gets easily frustrated. And I don't want, to see, I don't want the kids to see him frustrated. So I'd rather him be okay then me be okay. So it's really helping them see that. And so many women are afraid that their husbands are going to go like apeshit on their their kids. And and I'll ask them, has he done that in the past? Well, no, but it's just when he gets mad, he gets mad. And, you know, I'd rather the kids see me mad. And it's like, well, okay, so you look like the crazy one. Your husband mm-hmm. looks like Disneyland dad. Like, yeah, how's exactly. that working? Right? How's that working out for you? It's really helping them identify like all of the things that are going on and why they resist so much that control. Okay. So is it really control or is it an illusion? And it's something I would even ask your audience like, okay, so if, if you didn't have to spin all of these plates, how out of control would you feel? You know, and now we're looking at uncharted territory. Well, I'm here to help you. I help you realize like that uncharted territory is actually really safe. It's a lot safer than the path you're going down because the path you're going down. I'm, I'm sorry to say this, but that's the path towards divorce. That's a path of actually growing apart from your husband. That's the path of your kids 
modeling and mimicking the same behaviors you're doing with their friends and they're doing it right now. And that's what I mean by like really helping you identify like what your life actually looks like. Because so many women will say, I'm angry at my husband. And once we start doing the work, it's like, wait a minute, I actually resent him. Like, I didn't even know that that's what that was. And I didn't want to come down here. So is it identifying ways that you can let go of control in order to not be so angry and not be so resentful and have a little bit more time to figure out who you are? Is that is that what you're saying? Yes. It's really looking at your life for what it is, not what you're trying to make it out to be. I think it's just so hard. I mean, well, it's so yeah. hard. If you sit down and say like, oh, what can I cut out of doing of my life, it's it's really hard to, I mean, listen, I think that the one thing that I learned, I was actually on someone else's podcast last night talking about marriage, and, and, and I, I said this to them, I said, it's taken me many years, I, I, the biggest mistake I made was enabling behavior in the beginning of my marriage, and sort of just taking control, and then as life got busier, and work, and kids, and blah, 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 I have started to turn angry resentment towards my husband for not doing things into, hey, can you please help me? I am, I am like burning out. Like I am, I am like on a verge of a breakdown. I really need you to start taking over X, Y, and Z. And I don't want, but this, the, one of the most simple things that I talk about with women all the time is like dinner. So why do I have to think about dinner seven nights a week? Even if it's takeout, why do I have to figure it out? And you know, my husband said to me, and 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 I understand this. He said, the problem is if I pick dinner, you're going to complain that I didn't pick the right dinner. Mm-hmm. I didn't order you the right thing. Mm-hmm. And then it's just like not worth it. So I'd rather you just ordered the dinner. And I said, okay. So from now on, you may order dinner. By the way, last night he was in charge of dinner. They forgot my dinner and I was not happy. <laughs> I was like so pissed. I like went, I like made myself some eggs and went in the other room and watched TV by myself. It wasn't even his fault. It was the restaurant's fault, but I was just like so annoyed that it was his night to do dinner and I was not fed. So if, had you been in charge of dinner, had you been in charge of the order, would that have been something you double checked to make sure everybody had their, had their food? Uh, yes. And that, so I said to him, I would have called Bingo. the restaurant yep. and said, you missed something. Yep. And he said, well, that just seemed like it would have taken a lot longer. So that's where I got really pissed because yes. I was like, oh, okay, so my dinner doesn't matter. And, you know, and he was very sweet. And he's like, do you want to share mine? My son and I, we both ordered the same thing. My son had no interest in sharing with me. Yeah. So, right. So I, yes, that, that was a moment where I was trying to give him control Yeah. and it didn't, work out the way I would have preferred. Bingo. So I I love that you just said that. That's the thing. That's the whole reason why men won't stand up. They won't. Yeah. Because again, like you you just said, they'll go into, well, I'm not going to do it right anyway. All you're going to do is complain. You're going to criticize me, which is is true. I mean, shit, I'm guilty of that myself. Yeah. I'm going to give you a quick story. My husband, he was in charge. He wanted to do the backyard. I was like, all right, cool. Knock yourself out. But I'm usually the one that does the contract, researches, license, everything. Told him, knock yourself out, get it done. I didn't have time. He hires a contractor, does the backyard. They end up running out of, so it was back in the day when they did stained cement and these stamps and whatever. So they ran out of cement, came back, stained it, never sealed it, never sealed it. Turns out contractor wasn't licensed at all. 
Um, my husband had paid him all of this money. Homeboy left, totally left us, didn't finish the job. Right away, I wanted to go into, are you kidding me? Had I, I wanted to go into blame game. I wanted to go into shaming. If I would have done it, I would have done it this way. Of course, mm-hmm. I would have researched. There's no way in hell he would have received any money until the job's done. Blah, 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 blah. I didn't. I didn't do any of that. Here's why. And here's a tip for your listeners. If you are asking your husband to complete a task, if you are asking him, You have to allow him to complete the damn task, even if it's wrong, even if it's wrong, there is no way that your husband did not feel bad. His way of fixing it is trying to come up with an excuse. That's his way of, of, well, you know what? It would have taken too long because he doesn't know how to feel those emotions that the feeling that you're disappointed in him. He doesn't know how to do that because you haven't provided him with the opportunity to do it. I didn't have to tell my husband he screwed up. I didn't because guess what? We had a yellow lab and every single time it rained, our dog was an indoor dog. We let him outside. Every single time it rained, guess what? Our yellow dog would end up turning red. Natural consequences. (laughs) Exactly. And so I didn't have to tell my husband you screwed up. Every single time Cyrus came inside that damn house and we had wood floors. So Cyrus would walk in like a clumsy ass gazelle, jumping everywhere, shaking everywhere. We'd have red splatted, splatted walls. I mean... I didn't have to tell my husband you screwed up. Were you seething inside? <laughs> oh, girl, like no, like no other. But that's the lesson. That's me letting go of the control that I yes. really didn't have to begin with. That's why I say being able to identify where you're at and where you want to go. But there are, I call them, I don't want to call them consequences, but they are. Damn red yeah, dog, no food. It's the same food. thing we do with our kids. It's the same yeah. thing we do with our kids. And you know, this is what I was talking about. If I could talk to a newly married woman, this is the exact advice I'd give them. If you have a baby and your husband is watching the baby for a day and letting you go to a spa, don't call in. Don't, don't like sit on the phone with them and say, are you doing this right? Are you doing that right? Just go to the spa and come home. The baby will survive. And that starts then. And that yep. develops into so many other things over the years of marriage. It is hard though. So I, I mean, I commend you for doing that. It is something I am working on. I'm sure a lot of women are trying their best to work on that, but it's a really hard thing when you're a, yeah. when you're a strong independent, very competent woman who's used to, you know, getting a lot of shit done and done well. I think that's such good advice. And I think for my listeners, like try it once, try it just with anything. So if it's dinner, yum, yum. I talked about this on another episode. Um, The first time I started letting my husband get me dinner, I was like, he's like, you're not going to like whatever I get. I don't eat, I hate salad. Like I eat it but I don't like it. Mm-hmm. I certainly don't like it for dinner. And that night he ordered me a salad. And I was <laughs> in my head, I'm like, do you not know me at all? We've been yeah. together for 20 something years. I was so annoyed, but I was like, um, salad. It's yay. I'm so happy to have salad. Why? I, well, because I didn't want him to not, I wanted him to do it again. I wanted him to be able to order dinner again and and not feel like he screwed up and what's the point of doing it. Yeah, but this is where this is where like this is where you guys get to have a really great conversation. A really really great conversation. I appreciate you ordering dinner and 
I actually, I really don't care for salad. I'm, I'm, I don't mind eating it. I'm, I'm really, really happy that you took the initiative and you ordered it. Here are the, th- here are the things that I actually like to eat. I've been married for, you know, going on 22 years and I've, I've done that too, where how the hell do you not know what type of ice cream I like? You know, for damn sure, I don't like chocolate, right? I, I do that. But in reality, there are times when my husband doesn't know. And it's not that he doesn't love me. It's just that he doesn't read my mind. Well, I think it's the way you say it, what you yes. just said, the way you just said. So so my, my reaction after that, because I did bring it up later, was... Do you not know me at all? Like, when have I ever ordered a salad <laughs> no. for dinner? Like that? Like I, I'm like so blown away that you ordered a salad. Yeah. <laughs> like, how do you not know that I don't want salad for dinner? You know, I mean, it, and then you get hurt because you think like, uh, do you not see me? And you start to feel lonely. So, with that being said, um, I think you know what you just said is great. But just going back to giving up those type of things. Is there, is there advice that you would give? Is it making a list and saying, what, what can I let go of? What, um, what can I do to open up time for me to understand, start to understand who I am outside of just being these two roles? Beautiful. Yes. What are the benefits? Identifying what are the benefits of carrying on all of that weight? I'll give you some examples. I get to be in control. I get to actually get shit done because I can knock out in one hour what my husband would probably knock out in a week. I hate Sorry, honey, I love you. And it's just the truth. Like I can knock out a whole bunch of stuff in one hour, but those are the benefits, right? I can also get it done the way I want it done. And there's really no disappointment because it's all done. I don't have to worry. I don't, I, I don't have to double check. Like those are the benefits. So you're going to list out what are the benefits of being in control of all of these things. You're also going to list out what are the consequences. So you're going to literally write it down. What are the benefits of me being in control and taking on all of these tasks? What are the consequences? Well, the consequences is I have to do it all by myself. The consequence is my husband gets to kick back, relax, and not have a care in the world. The consequence is me not being able to sleep. Take it even further. The consequence is me not connecting with my husband because I resent his ass. Me not connecting with my kids because they don't I, don't, I don't feel like they appreciate anything I do. The consequence is me spending all day tending to these tasks and not living in the moment. The minute you're able to identify what are the benefits and what are the consequences, now you're willing to let go of some things. Does me doing the dishes, is that really me in control? Hell no, I could give that to my 10-year-old or my 14-year-old doing laundry. Okay. Yeah. Some of it sucks if my whites aren't, you know, done the right way, but I can be in charge of the dry cleaning and being in charge of what clothes, you know, that I want to wash, but everything else, hell no, I'm going to give it to my teenager. You know, what things can I share? The minute you're able to identify what it's really doing to your life, you're going to be so much more lenient on what you let go. So that's when that list of things that other people can do, you'll start to see it go. And you'll start to flow. I used to be in charge of all of our finances because my husband sucked at it. He just did. We, I'm not lying. The minute I gave it to him, I'm going to tell you right now, it sucks so badly because we, it's like, are you for real? How do you not know you have to pay the electricity bill once a month? Why are we getting all of these red notices? Like, I know we have money. That was a consequence for me letting go, but I just let it happen. It was that a red notice or 
something else that I, and I was seeing it way too often, especially right now with the pandemic, we're seeing a huge increase in divorce. Huge. I don't want that. That would be the consequence if I continued doing what I was doing. So uh -uh. handle the finances now. Everything's Dave Ramsey plan. Everything's paid off. Six months of expenses is put away. Investment, financial planning, like all of it's done. My husband never knew how to do that shit, but he's doing it because it, it, it had to happen so that I could thrive. Otherwise, my, my route would have been depression or anxiety. And I don't want that in my life. I, I, I work with too many women right now that are suffering significantly, even with suicidal thoughts. And it's because they don't feel like they're enough. Hell no, I'm putting an end to that. That's great advice. And 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 would you start by I know this is, it seems really simple I'm a list person would you would you start by just kind of making a list of all the things that you do deal with and find and then through that sort of figure out how you can delegate certain things or even get rid of certain I mean there are things I think this pandemic has been very positive in ways that we mm-hmm. saw things that we did before that we were like what was I thinking like I I can't even you know, believe that I put that much energy into this, but is that a, I'm putting this in your mouth, so I apologize, but would that be a suggestion as to how to start that process? I'm going to use the example you gave us with regards to staying up at night, right? Laying there in bed. At that point, because most of us are guilty of doing that, I, I'm going to be honest. Well, I, I was feel like guilty. it's my only time alone. Well, hell yeah, that's the only time for most of us to process. Yeah, my I kids agree. are in my room like on and off until <laughs> ten thirty at night. In your room or following you to the bathroom, but having like, conversations, or, or, right, or, or something, or talking to each other outside the door. I mean, it's so frustrating. Yeah. Okay, so at night, the feedback that I would give for you is, you know, have a notebook right by your bed. What are, list all of the things that you feel, you know, overwhelmed by you, what, it, what is the checklist? Because that's at night is when we can write up that checklist like no other, because it keeps us up. It's all of these racing thoughts. So you might as well write them down, brain dump. They're in your head anyway. And so instead of them racing in your head, keeping you up, write them down, do a brain dump, write everything down that you feel overwhelmed by, you know, whether it be the dishes, whether it be kids school, you know, whether they, a lot of kids are going back to school. Are you in charge of all of that? Or is your husband helping you for a while? I didn't know who I'm just being honest. I didn't know who my daughter's teacher was. You know why? Because <laughs> I I'm, I'm just being honest. Mother of the I'm, year over here. I'm not judging you at all. I think it's <laughs> funny because I think that you're not the only one. <laughs> yeah. Well, because that was another thing I didn't want to do. So create that list. What do you not want to do anymore? And it doesn't matter if it's not done perfect for right now. I want you guys to think your marriage or your damn life, is it going to be the end of your marriage or do you want a better life? I wanted a better life. And I was starting to notice that like waking up every morning without a bra and running around the house, like a crazy woman making lunch or and their lunch, their breakfast while my husband walks downstairs looking like GQ with this coffee in hand. I was like, Oh hell no. Something. Why do I look like the hired help? You look like a freaking model. I, uh-uh. I know when I get myself dressed up, dressed up, I could look like a damn model, but I didn't, I didn't give myself permission. Write the damn list. Ladies, what are you doing? That's overwhelming. And you, Yes, your husband's not going to do perfect. We're going to handle that. We'll work on that together. Yes, you're going to feel resentment when, or you're going to feel frustrated when your kids accidentally washed your blacks with your whites. Yes, but guess what? You can buy a new shirt. You can't buy a new marriage. 
You want to grow old with your husband? Then you have to start changing these patterns right now because the minute you come to my office, and I, what I mean by that is you're seeing me as a clinician, there's one person most of the time out of the relationship and the other person is fighting, which I'm not going to say is impossible. It's not impossible, but that is so much more work than your ass dealing with discomfort because you let go of a task. Write them down. That's great. I have to bring up an interesting story that just happened the other day. We moved out of the city. My husband's been driving my son to school because he's still in school in the city until June. Mm Mm-hmm. And my husband works in the city, so they leave at 7.45 in the morning. I notoriously am a horrible sleeper, and for some reason, my deepest sleep is in the morning. Mm. And so I do not wake up easily in the morning. And uh, we had this conversation the other day where I was going to maybe bring him to school. And I said, well, okay, but can you just like get him all ready? And then I'll come downstairs in my sweatpants and get him in the car and go. <laughs> and he's yeah. like, honey, every single day I take care of his breakfast I'm dressed downstairs. I get him out the door. Like, you can't do all of that. And I was like, no, actually, I can't. Yeah, no. He's like, no. well, what, what are you doing? Are you just like lounging in bed? I said, I'm not lounging in bed. But even if I was, like, I need that time in the morning to not start the day Hell screaming yeah. at my kids, Hell which yeah. is really what's going to happen. And I was like, I just, one of my kids is home a lot, I, I, you know, and I'm usually with them from three or four o'clock on while he goes into his office and works. And I said, I need to start my day with myself. I just, mm-hmm. I, if it means rolling out of bed slowly and brushing my teeth and getting clothes on and then going downstairs and working out and and whatever it is I'm sorry I'm like it's it's not okay for you to have to take that role it was it was a, I I got really upset because you are the parent too and yeah. we as women are kind of expected that we're supposed to be downstairs making eggs before yeah. the kids go to school. Mm-hmm. And, I, you know, I, I really, I was proud of myself because I really put my foot down. He, I don't know that he understood it, but I just explained to him, like, that's just, that's just me in the morning. And, uh, you know, sometimes I feel guilty about it because I feel like my son's like, where's mommy? But whatever. I'm there when he comes home. Bingo. So, and and I agree with you. I would rather be mommy that's excited that he's excited to see versus mommy that he's trying to avoid because mommy yelled at him like crazy, you know, in the morning and left the conversation with you know screaming at him or frustrated or avoiding him. There's two different ways. I think you handled that really, really well. Listen, for some reason, I'm not sleeping well, and the last hour that I have to sleep. Yeah, it sucks because it's when, you know, most of us are up, but that hour right there, that hour is golden for me. And I don't want to be the one yelling all the time. And I'm noticing that, yeah, it is impacting my relationship with the kids. So I need your help. This is where it's tag your it. And you don't have to apologize for it because that's literally where you're at. If your husband asked you for that, you'd be like, oh, kids, Dad's going to be asleep. You guys, the minute you guys wake up, this is what you need. You would do that for him. Yeah. Well, he would do that. He will do that for you, but you, you got to be honest. We got to let them know where we're at. And it's not that we're not perfect. Like it's okay that we're not perfect. Yeah. You know, it, it's, it's absolutely okay. That doesn't make us a bad mom. It makes us an unhealthy mom when they see us going crazy on them. It makes us an unhealthy mom when we're not getting the sleep we need, when we're not we're not speaking up. Imagine him with his wife and having these high levels of expectations. Well, my mom did it and she only got five minutes of sleep. Like you Mm -hmm. wouldn't want your son to have that relationship with his wife. 
you know, because what he didn't know is mom actually was pissed off at dad the whole day. So we don't want to set up our kids for failure. We want to make sure we, we say what we need to say and we assert ourselves and we, we let our, we communicate that with our partners. It's funny. My daughter who's 13 is not a morning person. She's like, I totally get it, mom. <laughs> She's like, I got you, mom. <laughs> I totally, I totally understand. <laughs> uh, although I had a mom who would like sleep until 10 o'clock in the morning and her mom did too. And she'd like never see her. So I think part of my guilt is like, I would wake up for school and there would be nobody. And, yeah. I, you know, she was a single mom and I'd be like, all right, I guess I'm on my own here. I'll make my own <laughs> breakfast. You know, I, so at least like, you know, this, my child has a parent there. Yes. It's not that there's nobody there. Okay. So let, let's just fast forward a little bit. It, you know, our kids are grown. They're heading to high college or, you know, even as they go to high school, they get a little bit. I, I've experienced this a little bit because my kids go to sleepaway camp. And um, I, I have like the very first time they both went for a summer, it was really weird to like not have anybody's laundry to do and to not have to tell everybody to do things and make breakfast and whatever it was. And I and I can remember just sitting there going, what do I do? Like, what do mm-hmm. I do? Even though I had a lot to do. So that, that but that is be, going to become a reality for a lot of women. And maybe you'll disagree with me, but I think figuring out who that person is, um, is something that needs to be done prior to everybody leaving the house. Absolutely. And how, how though, how do we do that? What are the steps to even doing that? I think that's the biggest question is women want to figure out who they are, but they just don't know how to do that. couple things. First thing, what's actually keeping you from identifying who you are? Is it your lack of confidence? Is it the fact that you're not where you thought you would be at this age? Is it the fact that you invest all of your time in supporting, you know, and cheering your husband on as he gets his promotion, cheering and supporting your daughter and your son while they do well in school? Why have you really put yourself last on the priority list? A lot of times it has to do with insecurities. Identifying that first. Second, exploring what the hell do I even like? What are my hobbies? What really calms me down? Do I actually like to go for drives or do I hate it? You know, do I, do I like to spend time with friends? And if so, which ones? Like really starting to ask yourself questions that you might ask a new friend just because you're starting to get to know them. What clothes do I like to wear? What music do I like to listen to? Not what music do my kids listen to or approve when the minute I get in the car, but what really gets me all hyped up? What gets me to a point where I'm dancing in the car? I want you to start asking yourself those questions because the minute you're able to identify your insecurities, you're then able to identify your likes and interests. Now you start to develop this persona, this person that you really are, that you've always been, but you never gave yourself permission to embrace. The minute you start doing that and actually putting on that music, you know, eating that favorite ice cream or wearing your favorite clothes, you start to feel more and more confident. You start to feel more empowered. And then what's absolutely golden is that level of self-worth increases because you start to see your true value and not how you want to be perceived, but who you really are. And you love her. And guess what? You're not going to take shit from anybody with abusing her. You're not going to compromise yourself to meet other people's needs because you love her and you know she's worthy of it. That's how you really find yourself. 
asking yourself questions and then implementing it, doing it. I, I say this all the time and I'm and and my listeners are probably like, you're a broken record, but <laughs> I always tell people to think back to when you were a child, what activities, what things that you did, what brought you the most joy. And I think it's really important to think about that because so so somebody said that to me once. This was this was actually like this fall. One of the things I said is I remember the freedom. So I always it's funny you said driving. I loved driving, but before I could drive, I loved being on a bike, but then I had a scooter. And I <laughs> loved that scooter and I loved the way the wind felt in my mm-hmm. hair and I loved the I don't know, I just loved it. So so in the fall, I bought myself an electric scooter and it's like my favorite thing to do ever. Like when I need to go clear my head, I hop on that scooter and I just feel free and I feel like a kid and I come home giddy and happy. And so I think that's a really important question to ask yourself is what was it that brought you joy when you were younger? Maybe it was painting on fabric. Uh, Remember in the eighties, we like painted puffy paint on clothes or whatever the hell. There's probably a more mature version of that that you could do now. (laughs) But but I do think, I do think um, we got tainted at a certain point of life where we were super innocent and solely did think about ourselves. We did think about our own self-care. We we did things that just made us happy. We didn't have the pressure that we have. And I think yeah. going back to that time in life is really important to think about. I, I love that you said that. I, I would take it even further and ask, you know, kind of what you just brought up is when is a time you felt free? Yeah. You didn't have to be somebody. You didn't have to fit this mold. You weren't looking for acceptance. You just felt free. Tell me you. I want to know because I'm going to tell you what my answer to that is. I want to know your answer to that. I felt free riding behind my my brother's um, bike. I was sitting on a skateboard and it was one of those times where back in the day, I don't know if you did it, but we would tie a jump rope to the seat of the bicycle and then to the bottom of the skateboard. My brother would ride that bicycle like crazy and I would be sitting on the skateboard because they're steering it. I felt so free. I got to laugh. I got to scream. I got to experience every single fear, every single emotion there was. There was no judgment. Nobody telling me, okay, calm down, Veronica. That's enough. Like I was just able to feel as if not necessarily like I could fly, but I could just be myself and enjoy that moment. And nobody, nobody was going to take it away. It's that Thelma and Louise moment. Hell yes. Yes. <laughs> it really is. I mean, I, that always goes through my head. For me, you know, like the scooter, that's how I feel. And probably my other times when I was traveling alone, I just really, really enjoy that. And I hope that at some point in my life, I get to go back to doing that. And, and without my husband feeling like it's reflective on him, because there really are very few people I could spend as much time with as I do with my husband and not go completely crazy. I mean, we have moments, but I mean, we have spent a lot of time together the past few years, even before the pandemic. But I do love traveling alone and meeting random people in other countries and learning about culture. And so I think about that a lot. I really do. So that's what that's part of my, uh, well, I'm when the kids go to college, I'm off. Mm-hmm. <laughs> no, I'm, gonna, I'm traveling. Like I'm gone. I'll, I'll check in here and there. Um, <laughs> we got to work on that. We got to work on that. Just kidding. Just kidding. Just kidding. We'll travel together and then I'll do a few trips in the middle. Um, <laughs> so um, anyway, this was so extraordinarily helpful. And I think, I think so many women 
are going to relate to this. Is there is there another th- one last thought that you want to um, leave the listeners with? Absolutely. You know, we've talked a lot about connecting with our husbands. One question I would ask him is five years from now, where do you see us? Where do you see us? What are we doing? Where are we at? Where are we living? Where are the kids? Just to get an idea of where he sees you both as a couple. And it might be completely different from where you see your marriage five years from now. That's okay. Being able to come together and collaborate, maybe even this plan, so that you guys have something to work towards. You guys are both communicating and being vulnerable with another. That's that's really what's key. Mm-hmm. And 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 listen, I know that we have spent a lot of this talking about marriage, but there also are women that are single and are still going through the same thing within themselves and and trying to figure out where they want to be and what they want to do. So what kind of advice would you give to that woman? Know your worth. Know your worth. And what I mean by that is, okay, yes, I'm worthy. Yes, I need to be respected. No, take it even further. How much are you really worth? How much have you compromised for relationships? How can you put an end to that? And if I'm attracting the same unhealthy person, ask yourself why. And lastly, to attract healthy, you got to be healthy. And so you're in the best position. Here's why. You get to do work on yourself and really, truly discover who you are so that your partner is on that same path and is doing that same work. And that's where you want to be. You want to be in a relationship, whether it be with whoever it is, you want to be with a relationship that's at your level. And it's what I mean by that is it's not, you know, level of success, but at your level with your personal self-growth and is willing to work on themselves. Right. That's great. Thank you so, so much. This was, this was, I, I could go on and on and on <laughs> with you. And I, I have a feeling I'm, I'm going to have you come back to talk about another topic. But um, Veronica, I, I, I really appreciate it. Tell everybody where they can find you, any place you want to mention. Absolutely. So everywhere, Empowered and Unapologetic. So website, empoweredandunapologetic.com. Instagram, Empowered and Unapologetic. Also, um, now Clubhouse. Clubhouse is, I'm, oh. I'm, I'm starting to do that. Oh, um, it's, I'd love to do a Clubhouse with you if you're girl, interested. we have to. We have yeah. to. Yeah. And uh, again, thank you for coming. I hope you'll come back. I would love to do a, um, a Clubhouse with you. I Let's think that's really do it. Fun. Let's so do will, it. We will definitely do that. So thank you again. Oh, thank you. Thank you so much for listening. Remember to give yourself permission and know that you are not alone. Don't forget to subscribe so you don't miss any episodes. Reviews are always appreciated. And you can reach me by email at it's not a crisis at Gmail, Instagram, it's not a crisis podcast, and please join our Facebook group as well. Until next time, just remember, it's not a crisis. <laughs>